everybody. Welcome to another episode of Courtside with Nielsen Tennis, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Tonight, we have with us Jason Weir-Smith, a former NCAA finalist and All-American at TCU, a top 100 doubles player professionally, and now the director of racket sports at the Westside Tennis Club in Forest Hills, New York. We are here tonight to discuss the exciting news of how this historical site in Forest Hills landed the South Africa, Venezuela, Davis Cup tie coming up in just a few weeks. Jason, uh, I know you got to be pumped. This is Steve. Steve loves this stuff. Whenever we talk something historic, this is Steve's uh, sweet spot. Thank you both for, for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I just want to say uh, my appreciation goes out to, to you and uh, having me on here. Um, it, it, it truly is an honor. I'm excited to, to discuss some of these, uh, these items and, and, and obviously the, the historic um, and iconic club that I now am involved with. And, uh, but guys, you yeah, are really, really excited about our discussion tonight. Oh, we're, we're pumped to talk to you. I guess kind of outline, how did, how did it all happen? How did this club um, land this tie actually? Well, it's an interesting story and, and um, it's a, it's a saying that goes, you know, tennis makes the world go round because um, whenever we travel, my wife will, will say to me, it's incredible how many people, you know, and in every little city, but it was really a contact from, from days past the, um, the gentleman by the name of Jeff Kutsia, who is now involved in tennis South Africa. I played with him on the tour. Um, he's a former, you know, uh, amazing doubles player, top 10, top 20 doubles player. And he's, he's involved with tennis South Africa. And he reached out to me um, and, and mentioned it uh, pretty much early part of July. Um, and then the discussion started. Um, it was originally a Venezuela home match. They negotiated with uh, ITF to, to change to South Africa. And South Africa said, look, we'd love to have it in New York. And we can't think of a better place than, than you know, the West Side Tennis Club. And so it's, it's an exciting honor for us to, to host it. So negotiations started. We resurfaced the, the stadium court, and that's where it's going to take place. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, things are underway. The ticketing went live on Friday. And so we are see, seeing uh, seeing some action and some activity with with all the media and all the all the uh, moving parts. So so it's certainly a, a, a very very um, high privilege for us to to host it and be be part of it. When you say tickets went on sale, tickets went on sale Friday, August twentieth. We're going to be releasing this Monday, August thirtieth. Um, Correct. Correct. You know, in the old format for Davis Cup, you would not have the opportunity to host a match like this, obviously, because you're not doing the the home the home country base, uh, I guess, home court advantage type of deal. But because of the restructuring of Davis Cup, you get uh, a great opportunity like like this to do. Steve, I'll kind of toss it to you. Um, I mean, you know the historical perspective of the club. It's the former site of the U.S. Open, uh, I believe, up until 1977, now hosting a Davis Cup tie. What is it, for the first time since 1959, where I believe Rod Laver uh, beat, beat the U.S., right? Yeah, no, he he was on the team. Neil Frazier did most of the heavy lifting because Rod was not yet at his peak in 59. And, of course, his first Grand Slam was three years later. But he was on that team. Emerson was on the team. Barry McKay for the U.S. It was a great occasion. And it's it's so nice to think of Davis Cup being back at that venue now. Now, of course, that was one of so many big events, as Jason knows, that was held at the West Side Tennis Cup because the U.S. Nationals was played they're starting in 1915 with the exception of a couple of years in the early 20s, right through 77, as you mentioned, David. So 
in addition, after the open left and went to Flushing Meadows in 78, then starting in 80, through the 80s up to 1990, WCT Tournament of Champions was there. And Lendl won that tournament four times. McEnroe was a winner. Vetus Gariolitis, Grayfield, Andre Agassi won it once, the young Agassi in 88. And Pete Sampras was in the final of the double. So they had so many great players come back to compete at the Westside Tennis Club that kept the tradition going. And uh, I just have so many memories of it. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to take up our entire segment here, but I just give you a few of the most vivid ones. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so please do. <laughs> yeah, David, the first one was 1965. I'm a 13-year-old, and that was when I sort of had caught the tennis bug. I'd been to my first Wimbledon earlier in the summer, and that's when I caught my first glimpse of Arthur Ashe defeating the defending champion Roy Emerson on the stadium court at Forest Hills on his way to the semifinals. And that was a very vivid memory for me as a kid to watch Arthur starting to peak. And then, uh, you know, seeing Maria Bueno the next year win the title was a thrill because she was such an elegant stylist from Brazil. In 68, we had the first U.S. Open. And I, that was also electrifying. And Arthur was the winner of that Open, surprisingly, as the number five seed. He ended up being Tom Ocker in the finals after Labor was upset by... Cliff Dreisel, that was very memorable. And then 71, another great year because Christy Ebert, as a 16-year-old, went all the way to the semifinals and turned the tournament upside down. Every match she played in the stadium, three great comebacks, three set wins, starting with Marianne Eisel and then Frankie Durr and Leslie Hunt before losing to Billie Jean King. But that was really where she kind of announced her arrival as a 16-year-old and really caught the imagination of the public. And, and, and then, of course, I, I would go to 74, Billie Jean King and Yvonne Gulligan, one of the great women's matches I've ever seen in the finals. And finally, you know, the last year in 77, when Vilas won it, and we said goodbye to Forrest Hills, and he came from behind to defeat Jimmy Connors. So, so many memories. And one more, David, would be a pro event held there using the Van, Alifi Van Allen simplified scoring system. Vast, they called it. And that was actually ping pong scoring. And so you had all of these great professional players there coming to Forest Hills. And I saw Labor beat Rosewall in the finals, 31-29 in the uh. ping pong scoring. And they, they moved the, the uh, server, had to go three feet behind the baseline. They drew a separate line back there to make it harder to serve in volley. They wanted to, they thought it was better for the public. It was kind of an experimental phase in pro tennis where they did this occasionally. And that was interesting too, because uh, the players couldn't get in as fast for their first volley. They had to think about whether they'd come in behind the second serve and made for very interesting tennis. I remember sitting up in the stands, watching Labor beat Rosewell and out on the field courts, Jason, were all of these players, all of these club players, your club players were out there. And I'm looking at these guys and saying, how can you not put your rackets down and walk into the stadium. This is Labor and Rosewall. But that's how dedicated those club players were to keeping up with their normal Sunday activities. So they didn't care. They were there to play and we were there to watch. But that in a nutshell, is, those are some of my favorite memories of Forest Hills. Remarkable. Um, you guys, you have a, a variety of services at your club, right, Jason? Yes, we are so, um, so lucky to have all five services. We've got red clay, we've got the green clay, We've got hard courts. Um, we've obviously got the grass that I want to want to talk about, and and we've got some synthetic grass as well. But I think you know, coming back to to why Davis Cup and why we're so excited. You know, um, there's so many uh, people that are supportive and behind me, not just the membership, 
but the whole management team and, and obviously you guys know that the, the concert series that, that's hosted at the Forest Hill Stadium is, is hugely behind us and, and, and assisting me in putting this event together because really with, you know, just you guys talking about the history, I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about it. And, um, and, it's, and history is repeating itself. Um, I'm very fortunate to be hosting Stan Smith at our Heritage Day event this coming Friday, which is Friday the uh, 27th, um, because Stan won it in 71. And uh, 50 years later, we are honoring him. Um, and, and so this all ties in together of, of, you know, just making sure that the Forest Hill Stadium, the Westside Tennis Club, is, you know, is, stays in history and, and, uh, and is, is remembered. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I think is, is important for the game itself, for, for people to realize just what happened there. And, and looking forward, we're looking at um, hosting other events. And, and I mentioned the grass courts. The grass courts are under a year old. They were um, redone in October last year, reseeded, and, and uh, we put a lot of money and effort and time in, in making sure they're world-class quality grass. And, um, you know, we're in the throes of, of putting those events together for next year. So watch the space. Um, look out um, for, for, for what Westside has to offer in the future. But Jason, the, the Davis Cup, you said you talked about the resurfacing. Tell us a little bit more about that. Is, are you putting the grass? Are we playing this on grass? No, we were playing this uh, on the uh, stadium court. Um, and when I resurfaced it, um, it was the World Team Tennis colors. Because um, we had World Team Tennis, we had the New York right. Empires there for a couple of years. And so that hadn't been resurfaced uh, probably in three or four years. So there was a lot of damage with the, the concert series, putting on bleachers and, and chairs and stuff like that. So the court was, was in need of, of, a, of a facelift. And so we've resurfaced it. It's, um, it's absolutely spectacular. Um, if you go to our social media and our website, you'll see aerial views and, and, and pictures of it. And, but it's uh, a hard it's, court, it's, right? It's a hard court. Yes. Yeah, correct, okay. correct. Yeah. South Africa requested um, hard court. I see. Um, so it works out perfectly in the stadium. Beautiful. Um, yes, obviously the, the, the grass would have been a unique um, event, but, uh, but I'm excited about having it back in the traditional stadium with, you know, um, hopefully we'll get a few thousand people in there supporting both, you know, both, uh, both nations. Can you talk about any of the players that are committed yet? Is Kevin committed to playing yet? Kevin Anderson? So, so uh, yes, Kevin is is in the pipeline. I've been in discussions with Christoph and Rensberg, who's the the captain of the South African team. Um, uh, but definitely Lloyd Harris, Raven Clarsen, and Ruan Ulufsa are are certain. Um, I think Kevin is um, still still in discussions, and and I hope to know this week. But uh, I believe Kevin is going to commit the first week of September, if if I'm not mistaken. So. So it's going to be a big lineup, big lineup for South Africa. Um, obviously, the, the Venezuelans are going to have their work cut out. No, they will, because it's particularly if Anderson commits and Lloyd Harris playing as well as he is right now. Uh, yeah. They'd be, they, that's a tough lineup. Just the two of them alone in the singles is, is going to make it very difficult. So I hope, yep, I, hope exactly. Kevin, I hope Kevin does play. I think it would enhance the whole thing. What I'm both of you. I want to ask both of you because it's a, it's unique. It, it's no longer that home court type atmosphere. What are you guys expecting um, the crowds to be like? I know there's still during this pandemic, there's some travel restrictions still out there. So even if people represented by those countries wanted to travel to New York, it probably isn't as easy as it would be in a non-pandemic environment. Obviously, I'll let Jason. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, oh, okay, what? I'll start. Go ahead, you. 
Um, yeah, that is certainly a concern, you know, with, uh, with everything going on with COVID. Um, we've got to be cautious in preparations, et cetera. But, but tickets are already in a couple of hundreds, um, you know, from Friday's the, the starting sale. So we're preparing for, for a huge support. Um, it's the week after the U.S. Open. Um, U.S. Open is going to have its own own issues with with, with restrictions, etc. If if anything doesn't change in this coming week, um, so so yeah, from our side, we're 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 gun you know guns blazing. We want to try and make this a, a fun, festive um, affair for both teams. It is a home team um, uh, hosting by South Africa, and and obviously there's a little bias. Obviously, I want to try and keep as neutral as I can, but uh, there certainly is a little bit of bias, and I want to try and um, try and make this as comfortable and, um, and festive and exciting uh, for, both, for both teams. We, we are going to be live streaming the event. Um, we've got a, a huge support crew on that. And, and um, ITF is helping us uh, do that and, and stream it to Europe as well. So, so yeah, it's, 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 it's all happening. Well, maybe you'll get some people from my hometown, Jason, because Kevin Anderson went to the University of Illinois, and that's where I'm yep. from. So maybe we'll get some <laughs> Chicagoland people flying up to New York or staying an extra week in New York because it is the weekend exactly after the U.S. Open final. Steve, you have uh, some guys yeah, too with the crowds? I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of Davis Cup across the years, and I, I was lucky enough to be in Bucharest when the U.S. Uh, Stan Smith, another one of the golden moments in Stan Smith's career, was going to Bucharest in '72 and beating Nastasi over there as the U.S. Uh, defeated Romania in the finals. And it was spectacular. And of course, those were very hostile crowds for the U.S. to, pl to play against Romania and Romania. And that's been the nature of Davis Cup. Not hostility, but I mean, very fervent home fans. And I, I've seen a, a lot of Davis Cup here as well with the U.S. crowds getting behind our players, the likes of, Ma of John McEnroe in his heyday, who was always committed to Davis Cup. But this one, I think, will be fascinating because I think you're going to have fair-minded tennis fans who really love the game and will probably give a great deal of support to both teams. And so it, it's different. Obviously, Davis Cup changed format a couple of years ago. I mean, it's always been a home and away uh, thing. And so now, now that that's changed in the world group and we get, and that, that tradition will no longer be applied. However, I think there's something to be said for more neutral crowds who just, have great appreciation of the tennis as well. And I, I would I would not expect it to be, maybe Jason would disagree. I don't think it's going to be terribly one-sided out there. I think it's going to be tennis fans who who love the game. Absolutely. I think uh, we're, we're promoting to hugely to the local market here. There's a big Venezuela contingent, as you know, in New York and the greater New York area. Um, and I've got calls as far as Philadelphia, um, you know, upstate New York of, of various clubs and, and, and South Africans wanting to bring groups. Um, and then Maurice Rua, who's the, who's the captain of the Venezuelan team, um, is, he's going beyond um, promoting this and, uh, you know, um, telling his Venezuelan counterparts, the whole of Latin America is excited about it. So I think, yes, I think we are going to get a, a strong contingent and uh, I want it to be a festive by the affair. Um, and Davis Cup has always, you know, on paper, one side, one side might look exceptionally stronger and it's like a non, you know, a non-event. But Davis Cup has come up with unbelievable results and up upsets, correct? So, uh, so yeah, I think it's something to be uh, excited about and, and, and certainly something to watch. Oh, when, yeah. you, when you play for your country, when you play for your country, some remarkable things happen and uh, you play for something yep. more than yourself. And that's why I think you see some of those crazy upsets happen that in a regular tournament, it just normally would not occur.
No, but I also think another point to be made is I'm, I'm glad that, that such a great traditional tennis site would host a Davis Cup tie like this because Davis Cup, to me, David and Jason, deserves better than it's gotten in recent years because it, it's had to compete with the ATP Cup, with the emerging and Labor Cup has been very popular. And somehow Davis Cup, I think, has taken unfairly something of a, of a hit. It's, it's, the public, I think, is a bit confused sorting out which of these team events really matter. Uh, the women don't have quite the same issues with the Billie Jean King Cup, uh, but I do think, I, I, I think a situation like this at Forest Hills, and the more there can, the Davis Cup can be talked up and the tradition and importance of the event brought back into the public imagination, the better it is for tennis, because that, it, there's no doubt that Davis Cup is the premier team event in tennis. And I think that has to be reestablished. And this is going to be one of the things leading the way when a club of the importance of the West Side Tennis Club has had such a rich history. And I might add, by the way, just a quick aside, is that what I didn't mention, David, is that all of the grand slams that have been completed in tennis history, they've all been done in New York. I mean, obviously, uh, Steffi Graf finished hers off in 1988 at Flushing Meadows at the new site. But all of the others, starting with Don Budge in 38, Mo little Mo Connolly in 53, Rod Laver in 62 and 69, and Margaret Court in 70, every one of them completed the slam at Forest Hills, which was a nice niche for the club as well, that they saw the, those crowning moments for these great players all occurring in that stadium. So I, I think it's it's a wonderful thing that now Davis Cup comes back in, 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 in into the club. And that and I hope, Jason, that you end up hosting some other. Are, are there any plans for any other pro events that might come to, to Westside? Well, a couple of comments. Thank you. But um, there are certainly plans for, for future events. We are in the throes of, of discussions and uh, from a board perspective and from my perspective, I, I really am excited uh, to be able to offer on the grass, particularly because we, we've, we've really made sure that we, we were able to, to host those events um, on the grass. And, um, and then, you know, the privilege is that we've got a 13-seater, 12,000-seater um, stadium. And so, so you, you have the capacity to, to deal with those crowds. Um, but to come back to the Davis Cup, um, I think that the team event and the team aspect playing for your country is something so special and, and tennis, there's, there's no other, there's no other event like it. So I agree with you. I think some of the, the thunder has been taken away by the labor cup and the other events. But um, if you ask any of any player in, in any sport to represent your country is just, it's the ultimate, um, you know, I, I played for a team in college, never got to play for Davis cup, wasn't ranked high enough. But it, it just it is something that happens when you when you don't just play for yourself, because tennis is an individual sport. And uh, when you play for a team, yeah, just something exciting and uh, electric happens. So. So, yeah, as far as uh, um, the West Side, I'm absolutely elated, um, very honored to to host this event. And uh, and yeah, certainly uh, will keep you guys in the loop of future plans and future professional and other events that take place. Yeah, I think it would be great if this led to that and, and very likely will. And, yep. I, and, I, and I think it's a wonderful thing because I remember going out there, Jason, this would have been somewhere around 2005 in thereabouts. And because a friend of mine who was a member said, you've got to go out and look 
going to that stadium, it's in decay. Mm -hmm. you know, yep. and, and, I, and I just, from my own memories, went back and I ended up writing a piece for Tennis Week magazine, David, about what had happened to the stadium and how broken down it looked. And I sat there in the stadium for about 20 minutes, just kind of uh, going back in the eye of my mind and remembering all the things I was just talking to you about and great memories I'd had. And it was a sad thing to see that. And the fact that there were some there were some instrumental people that pushed hard for the club to get to, to not allow it to die, to not allow. And I guess the concerts were an important step along the way. Right, Jason. But it was crucial that tennis come back in a, on a prominent level to this club. And they've managed to do it. And you, you're playing an important role in it. And I think it's great. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. But there's there's some very, very important decisions that have been made in the past several years. And one of those is the partnership with the, with the concerts. Um, they've done an incredible job. They've invested in the, the stadium. It's looking superb. And obviously, there's still work, uh, work to be done. But, uh, you know, I haven't seen it. Uh, I hadn't seen it when, when you've seen it. I've just seen it in its current form. Um, yeah. Now that it's resurfaced, um, like I said, they're they, they reinvesting capital investment in the place. It's looking superb. And so I think it's the foundations. I think this is going to put us back on the map. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to the future with, with many more events like this. So, so yeah, I've got a great team. I'm working with um, the production team there, um, as well as the membership and board at the West side. It's, it's, it's looking good. So, so yeah, very excited about our future. Awesome. Well, I mean, look, you're, you're, you're relatively new in this role. You didn't, you're not like taking it easy, taking small steps in, right? When you get in, you <laughs> no. go big, you go big early. So we're all pumped oh, yeah. up for this. We, uh, we, I mean, we're so fired up for you. Everyone we're talking to, um, in the industry about this event is fired up that it's back in this, uh, historic club. And, uh, Steve and I wish, wish you the, the very best of luck. We're looking forward to watching it. And, um, yeah, we're, we're very, uh, Steve and I are both very much looking forward to, to not only this Davis Cup, but to see what else um, happens at, at this amazing club in the future. So, Jason, best of luck, and thanks again for, for joining us today. David, thank you so much. Steve, absolute pleasure chatting to you guys. We'd love to do it again, but uh, great spending time with you. Thank you. Same here. We enjoyed it. Mm -hmm.